Stern now was Aomer's mood, and his mind clear again. He let blow the horns to rally all men to his banner that would come thither, for he thought to make a great shield wall at the last, and stand, and fight there on foot till all fell, and do deeds of song on the fields of Pelennor, though no man should be left in the west to remember the last king of the mark. So he rode to a green hillock, there he set his banner, and the white horse ran rippling in the wind. Out of doubt, out of dark to the day's rising, I came singing in the sun, sword unsheathing, to hope's end I rode, to heart's breaking. Now for wrath, now for ruin, and a red nightfall. What's up, gang? I'm Danny J. And I'm Joel N. And we are Keep, Keep on, on Talking. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back or welcome to. Let's start off with a, a few announcements today. Just a reminder that we've got new KOT merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burr, 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 burr. Probably one of the most exciting recent developments for us. Pretty cool. We had a suggestion on Discord today for a shirt that made me laugh, and I think we're going to do. Yeah, if you guys have suggestions, throw them out to us. Uh, so you'll find our merch store at keep dash on cash token dash token excuse me dash podcast dot tmail dot com, and uh, we like we mentioned there will be new designs coming in the future. Yes, and also a new project that KOT is going to tackle for the new Rings of Power series. That's right, guys. Yeah, we're going to do our re- our we- uh, weekly reacts to the show, which uh, coincidentally, if you're listening to this. Has already happened. Has already begun. So wasn't that a great episode, you guys? That was so great. Wow, I can't believe it. Just a round of applause for how great that was. Oh my god, yeah, what a great show. So wonderful. So yeah, can, you'll have can, seen can that Can you believe already. it when that thing happened? Yeah, we recorded a different version of that, and we're gonna, <laughs> if it sucked, we're going to play that instead. Yeah, so if you if you hadn't realized, uh, we're recording this ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we clearly haven't seen the uh, first episode yet. But Mo- Movie magic, it's like a few weeks from now. Yeah. But yes, definitely tune in for our weekly reacts to the Amazon Rings of Power show. I've got to say, I'm really excited about doing this. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, super fun. I can't wait for <laughs> like, it. Like, regardless of how the show turns out now, I'm excited about getting to do this. Yeah, and these reacts are going to be... We're trying to do this in video guys so this is going to be on youtube or possibly tiktok as well yeah experience it together with us yeah and uh, just a reminder that uh, today this is also our season finale for season five yeah 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 we've made it this far you guys this is 67 episodes deep yeah five seasons you thought we were gonna die a long time ago didn't you I I wasn't even sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. When we first started this, it was just kind of for funsies. I think we've underestimated our ability to talk about shit that most people don't care about, but some people do. (laughs) All right, well, today's subject, my friends, for episode 67, our season five finale, we are going to be talking about the one and only Aomer. Aomer. Sometimes referred to as Aomer Aedig. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I fell in love with Aomer writing this episode, you guys, and it's, I really went ham on it, so I hope you fucking enjoy this. But Aomer is now, I told Joel this the other day, probably ranked in my 
like my first stage characters, like how much I like them. He is an amazing character. Yeah. Someone I didn't have as much respect for as I should have prior to this. Yeah. But after reading all of this, I, I'm absolutely amazed. Like I've I've read the stories before, but I forget yeah. how awesome he is. Yeah, and that's what's cool about the character profiles is we can really just take out the minor parts that we're kind of throw away to the main story and examine them and be like, hey, this is important to this character, right? Yeah, and let's do that today for Aomer. Yeah. So briefly, who is Aomer? He's, of course, the nephew of King Theoden of Rohan. Yeah, he's a renowned warrior in Rohan, and he serves as the third Marshal of the Mark. And he eventually becomes the first king of the third line of Rohan's kings, but more on that later. Yeah, a little more on that later. So let's just start off with some of his names and titles. Um, of course, we've got Aomer, as many know him. He's also known as the son of Aomind, and also Aedig, as we mentioned earlier. Some people just call him Third Marshal or Third Marshal of the Mark. The King's Heir is another one he, he bears for a little bit between the, between two events we'll get to. I was about to spoil it. What an idiot. Spoilers, wow. And also just uh, the King of Rohan, they call him that too. Wow, major spoilers. Yeah, that's a major spoiler too, sorry. Also, another fun name, while we're talking about names in, in Aomer's life. Uh, yeah, his sword's name is Guthvine, which we thought originally was Guthvine, but uh, we found out today it's Guthvine. Yeah, we've been learning a lot about pronunciations recently. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things that we found that we thought we were saying right, we've yeah. been saying wrong for so long. Mm-hmm. Like Guthvine. Yeah. And Narmakil. We say Narmakil. Yeah. The name, apparently, the, the main uh, issue with the name there is most people pronounce it Guthwine, but it's supposed to be what? Three syllables, right? Three syllables, yeah. Guthvine. Mm hmm. Yep. And that means battle friend and Rohiric friend. Yeah. What better friend in battle than your sword? Yeah. No better one than Guthvine. So let's uh, jump into some early life with Aomer. Let's talk about his origins. So Aomer was born to Aomund and Theodwin, sister of Theoden, in Third Age 2991. Yeah, they also had a younger daughter that everyone will probably remember, Aowen, born in the year 2995, just four years after him. And if you don't remember that younger daughter, Aowen, see episode 45, Aowen, Aowen character profile. Yeah, one of our uh, finer episodes. I think so, too. So let's start by talking a little bit more about uh, Aomer's father, Aomund. Yeah, his name, which is, I love this, it means warhorse protector. Yeah, he was one of the marshals of the mark, and he's also known as the Lord of Aldberg. Yeah, which is a city in the east fold of Rohan. He was a descendant of the youngest son of King Brego, Aofor. That makes him the uh, of the house of Errol, but not the line of kings. Okay. If so you he's keep, up if the you family, track at he, home. he's not the king's yeah. line. Yeah, but he is the House of Errol. Yeah, so Aomund, he was in charge of defending the horse herds of the east from orc raids. I guess that uh, makes his name much yeah. more appropriate now. Right, right. Yeah, that's why I like it. And he also married Theoduin, Theoden's sister, in the year 2989 of the Third Age. He was eventually killed by orcs in the Emin Muil in uh, T.A. 30.02. Yeah, now we're getting closer to the War of the Ring times. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about his mother, Theodwin. Yeah, so Theodwin being the sister of King Theoden and daughter of King Thengel, her name means Joy of the People. And she eventually took sick and died shortly after the death of her husband, Aomond, which often happens in Tolkien. I was going to say, I feel like that's a reoccurring happenstance yeah. that uh, one partner will die from some tragic thing, and then yeah. the other person will just get sick and die. Yeah, yeah, it shit happens in real life too. Sad. 
And what makes this even more tragic is this leaves Aomer and Eowyn as orphans. Orphans. Not good. Not a fun life to live. So yeah, being orphaned in TA-3002, Aomer and his sister were adopted by their uncle, King Theoden, and they moved to Edoras from Elberg. Yeah, not the worst person to be adopted by, you know, the king. Uh, and they were really loved by King Theoden. He he loved them as if they were his own children. Yeah, and we covered this in the last uh, last week is because he was such a great fathering uh, figure. He was an amazing father figure, yeah. yeah. If you want to hear more about King Theoden, refer to our last week episode, last 66. Week. Fantastic Joel episode about Theoden. Yeah, but Aomer became very close with his cousin Theodred, the uh, son of the king. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though they were about 13 years apart, Aomer was uh, 13 years younger and uh, Aomer, he grows to he rose to great prominence in Rohan. He became a great warrior and a leader of men. Yeah, he was named third marshal of the Mark by King Theoden in the year thirty seventeen, and he was placed in charge of the East Mark just like his father was. Yeah, and he actually kept his home in Aldberg, which is something I didn't know. Yeah, his hometown. Yeah, so he lives there while the War of the Ring is going on. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it's one of the oldest cities in Rohan, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty sick. Um, let's get into Aomer and the War of the Ring. Yeah, let's so this brings right up it. to War of the Ring times, which is where we get most of our information regarding Aomer. Yeah. The first event to entrap Aomer in the War of the Ring drama <laughs> was when he came across a man of Gondor on his way to Rivendell in the summer of Third Age 3018. Yeah, who could this random guy be just out in the wilds yeah. working his way north from Gondor? It's, of course, our boy, who we stand forever. Stand forever. Stand forever. Boromir, son of Denethor. Yeah, Boromir trusted all the men of Rohan. So naturally, when he comes across Aomer, he, you know, connects with him, and he actually ends up telling Aomer about his dream. The Straight whole, up. The whole reason he's, the whole on, reason this he's journey. on this quest. It's fucking crazy, yeah. The fact that he would just open up to Aomer like that is insane. Yeah, that shows they some insane trust. trust. Yeah. That, that friendship between Gondor and Rohan, man. Yeah. And we got an excerpt here, of course, of this uh, dream that we've heard a, a million times, but it's always fun to hear again. Seek for the sword that was broken. In Imladris it dwells. There shall be counsels taken, stronger than Morgul's spells. There shall be shown a token that doom is near at hand, for Isildur's bane shall waken and the halfling forth shall stand. Yeah, so this knowledge is kind of huge. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that Aomer had this knowledge. Yeah, this is pretty big. This means that Aomer is the only person in Rohan for, for a good while to know about this dream. And the whole council, like the fact that people are getting together in Rivendell. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he knows about the council now. That's yeah. pretty big information. Mm-hmm. That's big insider information. Yeah, he knows. Well, at least he, I don't know if he knows about the council explicitly, but he knows people are gathering in Rivendell. Yeah, he knows something's going on. All his allies are gathering in Rivendell, he knows. Yeah, he's also aware of covert actions being taken against Sauron by his allies. Exactly. He's like, they're planning shit for, for our side, which is cool. And this is why he probably handles, uh, <laughs> because of this knowledge, this foreknowledge, this is probably why he handles what is about to happen so well in this story. And that's when he comes across the three hunters. Ah, uh, yes. I love this instance. This whole scene is great. Yeah, I love it too. So by September of the year 3018, this is when Saruman had claimed lordship over Rohan and clay- and uh, closed the gap of Rohan. And orcs and wildmen and wolves all raided Rohan at their own free will. It was a mess. Yeah, and the first time we meet Aomer in the text of the Two Towers is when they cross paths with Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli while they're pursuing the band of orcs that took Merry and Pippin captive on February 30th of that magic year, 3019. And you guess what? Yeah, 
Guys, I know what you're thinking. There is a February 30th in the Numenorean calendar. <laughs> See, it didn't occur to me. Something about what you read. I looked it up, and they all have 30 days, all the months. And I Because w- yeah. I was like, do they really have a February 30th, or is this some bullshit here? No, it's yeah, it's true. It it didn't occur to me at first when when we uh, when you said that, but <laughs> now that you pointed out, oh yeah. yeah, even on a leap year they've only got twenty nine. Remember last when we were going through our run last time, you mapped out our run with a February thirtieth in it, and it fucked everything <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, I messed up our schedule last year. <laughs> it's true. It's a lot easier to think about months if they're all thirty days. Yeah, well, I, they got exactly. It right. The Numenorians got it right. The, yeah, they got it right in Middle Earth. Yeah, so at the meeting, the hunters and the riders of Rohan, they, they have some tension. And we've got an excerpt here about this scene. Without a word or a cry, suddenly the riders halted. A thicket of spears were pointed toward the strangers, and some of the horsemen had bow in hand, and their arrows were already fitted to the string. Then rode forward a tall man, taller than all the rest. From his helm, as a crest, a white horsetail flowed. He advanced until the point of his spear was within a foot of Aragorn's breast. Aragorn did not stir. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. So this is where we're at. We're at the point of a spear. It was right off the bat. <laughs> and this is when Aomer asks Aragorn who he is, not knowing, obviously, that he's Aragorn. Yeah, he does say that, oh, however, that he does speak the common tongue in the manner of a, of Boromir of Gondor. Yeah, so Aomer instantly catches that. He, he hears that and he points it out. And then uh, Aragorn just straight up name drops right away. Aragorn names himself Strider and that they are hunting orcs. And Aomer's confused by their clothes and is, uh, initially mistakes them for elvish folk at first. Because, of course, this is after they were given their gifts of their cloaks in Lothlorien. Yeah. And Aomer says that they, or excuse me, Aragorn explains to Aomer that they came from Lothlorien and also have the favor of the Lady Galadriel there. Ooh, Amber doesn't quite like that. Um, he implies that maybe they might be sorcerers or spies. Yeah, they've got some bad stories in Rohan about uh, the Lady of the Wood and her being like a witch or something, Yeah, essentially. And all of this really pisses off Gimli. Things get even more tense when Gimli tells him he doesn't know shit about the Lady of, Th- of Lothlorien and threatens him. And we have a... Uh, Oh, I'm glad you got this excerpt, Joel. This one's for... Yeah, this is Joel's It's excerpt. a fun one. It's a fun yeah, one. Yeah, here we go. Aylmer's eyes blazed, and the men of Rohan murmured angrily, and closed in, advancing their spears. I would cut off your head, beard and all, Master Dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground, said Aylmer. He stands not alone, said Legolas, bending his bow and fitting an arrow with hands that moved quicker than sight. You would die before your stroke fell. Aylmer raised his sword, and things might have gone ill, but Aragorn sprang between them and raised his hand. Your pardon, Aomer, he cried. When you know more, you will understand why you have angered my companions. Yeah, Aragorn explains that they mean no evil to Rohan and that they are definitely enemies of Sauron. Yeah, he just straight up intervenes and is like, calm down, guys. And uh, he, he asks Aomer who he, who he serves. And we have an excerpt here about this. I serve only the Lord of the Mark, Theoden, King, son of Thango, answered Aomer. We do not serve the power of the black land far away, but neither are we yet at open war with him. And if you are fleeing from him, then you had best leave this land. There is trouble now on all of our borders, and we are threatened. But we de- we desire only to be free and to live as we have lived, keeping our own and serving no foreign lord, good or evil. Yeah, this is when Aomer asks Aragorn why they've come all the way to Rohan. 
and by whose authority they're hunting orcs in the kingdom of Rohan, considering they're not Rohirrim. Yeah, I just love that excerpt, by the way. Like He's like, we just want to live free yeah. and live as we've ever lived. Which which we know from our history of this of this whole run, right, has been constant warfare. Hopefully, like, that's all that they've ever wanted. That's all ever that since they yeah. were the Northmen, ever since they were the Aothed, they've always just kind of wanted to have their lands with their horses. Just yep, and they just constantly have to fight. It sucks. So Aragorn says he's on here. He's here on the, his own accord and serves no man. And then Aragorn drops his full name and title right here, and he pulls out Anduril to show the sword that was broken. We got a zerped here for you. Eomer stepped back, and a look of awe was in his face. He cast down his proud eyes. These are indeed strange days, he muttered. Dreams and legends spring to life out of the grass. Tell me, Lord, he said, what brings you here, and what were you meaning of the dark words? Long has Bormir, son of Denethor, been gone seeking an answer, and the horse we lent him came back riderless. What doom to bring out of the north? Yeah, and Aragorn explains that Rohan um, also, they now have a choice to either go to war with Sauron sooner or later, or just wait for him to destroy their way of life. Yeah, Aragorn just kind of lays it out for him right then and there. You don't really have a choice here. Yeah, at this point in time, you're either going to war or you're just laying down. Aragorn tells the hunters that they should pursue the orcs no further. Why? They killed them all. Because they're already dead. Yeah, back on February 6th of that year, Aomer caught word of there being a band of orcs traveling around Rohan, and uh, he set out to, to find them over toward the Emin Wheel, and he even defied orders of the king, at, at least Grima Wormtongue anyway. Yeah. The king via Grima Wormtongue. Mm-hmm. And uh, he rode off and killed the orcs anyway. Yeah. And uh, Aomer tells uh, the hunters that two days ago, two days prior to their meeting, they surrounded the orcs and they killed them all. The orcs, uh, they inquire about Merry and Pippin, but Aomer said that there were only orcs. Yeah, we have an excerpt here about this. There were no dwarves nor children, said Aomer. We counted all of the slain and despoiled them. Then we piled the carcasses and burned them, as is our custom. The ashes are smoking still. We do not speak of dwarves or children, said Gimli. Our friends were hobbits. Hobbits, said Aomer. What may they be? It is a strange name. A strange name for a strange folk, said Gimli. But these were very dear to us. It seems that you have heard the words that have troubled Minas Tirith. They spoke of the halfling. These hobbits are halflings. Yeah, Gimli laying it out for him. It's just like, dude, these are important people. So after all this, Aomer figures that uh, these three hunters, these guys, these people are the real deal. And he sends the Aored off for him to talk to the hunters in a more private setting. Yeah, I love when the characters do this. Like, Faramir does this too, remember? Like, yeah. oh, we're talking about that kind of shit. This needs to be in private. Yeah, yeah. but it's usually away from the other men. Yeah. Yeah, so Aomer ultimately gets them alone, and that is when the conversation gets a little more real. Yeah, he asks about the quest that the companions are on. And we got an excerpt about this conversation. All that you say is strange, Aragorn, he said. Yet you speak the truth, that is plain. The men of the Mark do not lie, and therefore they are not easily deceived. But you have not told all. Will you not speak now more fully of your errand, so that I may judge what to do? And Aragorn, he explains that they'd set out from Rivendell with a fellowship that includes themselves, Boromir, whom he knows, 
Uh, the Hobbits and Gandalf. And Aragorn was supposed to go to Minas Tirith with Boromir. That is, until their quest got a little fucked up. Yeah. And Aomer, he rouses at the name of Gandalf, for he's known in Rohan. Yeah, Gandalf was known, like, everywhere. But he does kind of warn the companions not to openly use his name. Because like, <laughs> yeah. because he's like, uh, I like Gandalf, but, like, a lot of people don't, you know? Yeah, he explains that things aren't so cool with Gandalf and Rohan at the moment. Yeah. We got an excerpt about uh, what he says here. Gandalf, Aomer exclaimed. Gandalf Graham is known t- in the mark, but his name, I warn you, is no longer a password to the king's favor. He has been a guest in the land many times in the memory of men, coming as he will, often after a season, or often many years. He is ever the herald of strange events, a bringer of evil, some now say. A bringer of evil, yeah, right. Yeah, he's, Gandalf. He's just where he's needed, man. Yeah, kind of like I don't know, like kind of like the Doctor and Doctor Who. Like a lot of times, like, oh, you bring evil. No, man, he just yeah. shows up where he's needed. He shows up where evil is. So he explains that the last time Gandalf came <laughs> to Adaras, he warned them that Saruman was a traitor and that he was uh he was just there in prison for like a long time and got out. Yeah. And then he says, uh, yeah, Saruman's a traitor. And um, he's also preparing war against you. Yeah, but this is that uh, point where Theoden was uh, under the influence of Grima. So this is when Theoden would not listen to Gandalf and essentially told him to F off, take a horse, and leave as fast as you can. Yeah, and now Theoden is super salty because he took fucking shadow facts. He took shadow facts. Yeah, so Aomer's like, yeah, so don't talk about Gandalf too openly right now. The king's a little pissed at him. A little sore. And Aragorn tells uh, Aomer that Gandalf... Uh, you don't really got to worry about him because he's actually dead. He fell in Moria, and Boromir was also killed by the same orcs that they were uh, following, trying to find Merry and Pippin. So it's kind of funny that Aomer is the one that got vengeance on Boromir. Yeah, it's Because he was a friend of Boromir. He was. For his part, yeah. So like he, he ultimately got the he vengeance. He did. He didn't quite, he didn't realize he didn't it at know. the time, but yeah. yeah. He ended up killing the orcs that killed yeah. Boromir. Fuck yeah, Aomer. And uh, yeah, he expresses uh, his sorrow at the passing of Boromir. And we got an uh, excerpt about that for you. Your news is all of woe, cried Aomer in dismay. Great harm is this death to Minas Tirith and to us all. That was a worthy man. All spoke his praise. He came seldom to the mark, for he was ever in the wars on the east borders. But I have seen him. More like to the swift sons of Errol than to the grave men of Gondor, he seemed to me and likely to prove a great captain of his people when his time came. But we have had no word of this grief out of Gondor. When did he fall? Aragorn says it's been four days since he was slain. I forget how quickly all these events happen in such rapid succession. Well, then that's when Aomer goes... He impressed. He's impressed that the hunters made it this far within four days. Like that's yeah, Aylmer was like, "Wait a minute! You said four four days? Wait, yeah. where? Excuse you guys me? came from where in four days? Yeah, check out this excerpt here." Wide wonder came into Aylmer's eyes. Strider is too poor a name, son of Arathorn. Wingfoot, I name you. This deed of the three friends should be sung in many a hall. Forty leagues and five you have measured ere the fourth day is ended. Hardy is the race of Elendil. Hardy. Hardy. I shook my fist as I did that. Yeah, Aomer then explains that he must return at once to King Theoden. 
Uh, even though Grima has the king's mind, there are those in Rohan that are preparing for war nonetheless, and he's got to be around for that. Amr's actually even pulled the herds out of the East Fold. He's like, we gotta, they can't graze anymore. He's getting ready, yeah. He's getting things ready for war. And so the three hunters had previously heard a rumor that Rohirrim paid tribute to Sauron with horses, and they kind of mention it here. At the mention of the herd, it's actually Gimli that's uh, like, hey, we heard this, so we got a Zerbed here for you. Then you do not pay tribute to Sauron, said Gimli. We do not and we never have, said Aomer with a flash of his eyes. Though it comes to my ears that that lie has been told. Some years ago the lord of the Blackland wished to purchase horses from us at a great price, but we refused him, for he puts his beasts to evil use. Then he sent plundering orcs, and they carry off what they can, choosing always the black horses. Few of these are now left. For that reason... Our feud with the orcs is bitter. That would be really cool is if when they made the movie, the people that chose all the horses were like, no black horses for the Rohirrim. Honestly, I... I can't really think of them riding a lot of black I horses. I don't know if I can recall them riding many in the movie. That's yeah, super interesting, though. You wonder where Mordor gets all of their specifically, They're specifically black, black horses. They steal <laughs> them from the Rohirrim. They steal them all from the Rohirrim. Yeah, and uh, Elmer then goes into how the real threat is Saruman. And how he has begun, he's been fighting with this dude and his servants since last fall. Yeah, he speaks of how Saruman is an old man that comes, quote, hooded and cloaked, and he's crafty and cunning. And Aomer then goes on to pretty much beg Aragorn to come back to Edoras with him. Yeah, and Aragorn promises to go to Edoras, not now, but when he can. He, he says he's pretty fucking busy right now trying to save his friends. Yeah. Aomer explains further how fucked up things are in Edoras. Saruman works uh, evil from within to neuter the effort to resist him. Yeah, Aomer explains that he's actually probably in big trouble for even killing those orcs that he just killed, yeah. as ridiculous as that may sound. Please come back with me. I might be in big trouble. I might actually be in trouble. I could really use you to vouch for me. Yeah. Yeah, and Aomer suspected that an alliance between Sauron and Saruman was currently going on. We got an excerpt here. Indeed, in this riding north, I went without the king's leave, for in my absence his house is left with little guard. But scouts warned me of an orc host coming down out of the east wall four nights ago, and among them they reported that s that some bore the white badges of Saruman. So suspecting what I most fear, a league between the uh, between Orthanc and the Dark Tower, I led forth my Eorid, men of my own household, and we overtook the orcs at nightfall two days ago near the borders of the Endwood. Yeah, it was a rough battle, though. They lost 15 men and 12 horses in that battle. Yeah, I never realized that it was less of a slaughter than they show in the movie, at least. Yeah, the, it, I've always, uh, I guess because of the movie, thought it was just kind of like a quick slaughter. Like, they just yeah. rode up and just... No, it was like an ambush that turned into a battle. It was a battle. A uh, lesser-known battle, you might say. You might say. A sortie. It was a sortie. A sortie of yeah. sorts. A sortie. So Aemor again implores them to come back with him to Edoras and to help them out in war. Yeah, come back to war, friends. We got another excerpt for you. We are needed south and west. Will you not come? There are spare horses, as you see. There is work for the sword to do. Yes, and we could find a use for Gimli's axe and the bow of Legolas if they will pardon my rash words concerning the Lady of the Wood. I spoke in only as all men do in my land and I would gladly learn better. Aragorn thanks him for his kind words. 
Amor is a pretty well-spoken and charming dude. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, Aragorn says that even so, they still cannot abandon their current Aaron. He will come to Edoras one day, and they will draw swords together. But it is not this day. This day. And Aragorn says that they have uh, a token that their friends were alive at the East Wall, and they cannot abandon them yet. Yeah, it's like I know you think this is this is like fruitless or whatever, but like we knew they were alive at the East Wall. That was like two days ago or whatever. We so gotta find out. We gotta find out. So Aragorn says that he will come and he will come to fight with Rohan. And he says that he's been to Rohan before and he's actually fought for King Thengal. And he's even spoken with his father, Eomund. Yeah, Aragorn says that any of them would let him go about his way. Yeah, any of these older people, the <laughs> Eomund's father, Eomund, or even the old King Thingol. We've got an excerpt here about this scene. Never in former days... Would any high lord of this land have constrained a man to abandon a quest such as mine? My duty at least is clear to go on. Come now, son of Eomund. The choice must be made at last. To aid us, or at worst, let us go free. Or seek to carry out your law. If you do, there will be fewer of you to return to your war or to your king. Eomer was silent for a moment. Then he spoke. We both have need of haste, he said. My company chaffs to be away. And every hour lessens our hope. This is my choice. You may go. And what is more, I will lend you horses. This is only, I ask, when your quest is achieved or proven vain, return with the horses over the Enwade to Metaseld, the high house in Edoras where Theoden now sits. Thus you shall prove to him that I have not misjudged you. In this I place myself, and maybe my very life, in the keeping of your good faith. Do not fail. I will not, said Aragorn. Yeah, and at that, Eomer lends them two horses. The horses by the name of Hasufel and Arad. Yeah, and he bids them farewell and good luck. And he apologizes to Legolas and Gimli about his shit talking of Galadriel. Eomer seems pretty cute. Guy. He seems like a pretty cool guy. We've got a zerpt here for you. Farewell, and may you find what you seek, cried Eomer. Return with what speed you may, and let our swords hereafter shine together. I will come, said Aragorn. And I will come too, said Gimli. The matter of the Lady Galadriel lies between us still. I have yet to teach you gentle speech. We shall see, said Eomer. So many strange things have chanced that to learn the praise of the fair lady under the loving strokes of a dwarf's axe will seem no great wonder. Farewell. And with that, Eomer and the riders ride off to Edoras. I always thought that was a funny line. Yeah. Some some good humor on Aomer's part. Yeah, I love it too. And it's a, it's a recurring humor, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, so let's get to some fun times in Metaseld. Fun times in Metaseld. So later on that very same day, Aomer reaches his home in Edoras, and he goes directly to report to the king what he knows. The orcs he killed proved that Sauron and Saruman are allies. Did I say that right? Sauron and Saruman? Yes, you got it, man. It's really hard to type. I know that. Theoden, Theodred, Saruman, Sauron. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> similar sounding names. Yep. And the three hunters, they've come to Rohan as well, he says. Yeah, and he reports their names and that they are in the favor of Lady Galadriel. Yeah. And at this point, this is when the conversation goes south. And this is when Grima speaks up. And this, of course, leads uh, to Aomer threatening Grima's life. Yeah, the little slimy piece of shit. Yeah. And then Aomer is arrested and put in jail. <laughs> of 
course, of course, he couldn't he couldn't let it slide. And they say it's he's he's arrested for letting strangers roam the land freely and for pursuing the orcs that they told him not to. Well, that's pretty dumb, isn't it? Yeah, that's a pretty stupid reason to put him in jail. Only trumped up charges. So Aomer is disarmed and thrown in jail for the next. Ultimately, a couple of days. And you know, it's only a couple of days. Why? Because... Gandalf's back. Back, back again. again. Gandalf's back. back. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. So the first thing that Gandalf tells Theoden to do after healing him on March 2nd of that magic year 3019, he says, put your trust in Aomer rather than Grima, dummy. Yeah, idiot. Grima's was a fucking... He's a slimy snake. Oh, and in 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 uh, step one, free Aomer from prison. <laughs> yeah, step one. Let's start by getting him out of prison. Yeah. So as Theoden is trying to ceremoniously grasp uh, a sword that same day to show his reinvigoration, this is when Aomer finally reappears, and Aomer draws a sword and lays it, draws his own sword and lays it at the feet of Theoden. Turns out Hama had released him early and given him his sword. Already. Because he knew he was like, oh, Gandalf's here. This is going to go fine. I'll let Aomer yeah, out. Yeah, he's like, we're just going to go let Aomer out now. <laughs> yeah, good man Hama. Yeah, he, good he, man Hama. Hewn to pieces before the Hornburg. Not a good way to go. No, not a good way to go. But I love Hama. He's one of those characters that throughout this run, I've gained a lot of respect for Hama. I really yeah. like him as a character. He's a house of Errol, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Hama did that simply because he's the third goddamn marshal of the mark. Like yeah, Aylmer's yeah. the third goddamn marshal. Yeah. I mean, who, we're not going to keep him locked up. He, he realized what was about to happen. We got an excerpt here. Take this, dear Lord, he said in a clear voice. It was ever at your service. Two men came softly up the stairs, and now there were a few steps from the top. Aomer was there. No helm was on his head, no mail was on his breast, but in his hand he held a drawn sword, and as he, held, as he knelt, he offered the hilt to his master. And Theoden, he takes the sword from Aomer, and he holds it aloft in the air. And he does a Rohiric war cry, calling all to arms. Yeah, yeah. And all the men gathered there, begging Theoden to command them. They're like, command us, yeah, command, command us. command us, Lord, command us. And Aomer at this point is just ecstatic at this turn of events, seeing the king back to his old self. Yeah, Theoden is fucking back, y'all. Yeah, and, just and, like Gandalf, and he's Aomer is also stoked. back. Yeah. Aomer is stoked as fuck. Stoked as fuck. And we got an excerpt here for you. West to Theoden, ha! cried Aomer. It is a joy to us to see you return into your own. Never again shall it be said, Gandalf, that you come only with grief. Never let it be said that you're a piece of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you're kind of kind of cool. A lot of people say you're you know, old, ugly, smelly piece of shit, but yeah, I think you're pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Gandalf, a lot of people say you really suck and that you bring a lot of bad news. Yeah, but you know what? You're cute. I think you're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, Theoden, he's still coming back to his senses. Uh, he offers the hunters and Gandalf a meal and a place to sleep. He's like, oh my God, my friends. Yeah, very hospitable. Yeah. Hospitable now that he's back to himself. Yeah, they've been riding for a long time and they've been walking on foot even before that. So yeah, they're exhausted. But Aragorn nonetheless refuses this generous accommodation. And he says that they must all ride out today. 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 Yeah, check out this excerpt. Nay, Lord, said Aragorn, there is no rest for the weary. The men of Rohan must ride forth today, and we will ride with them, axe, sword, and bow. We did not bring them to rest them against your wall, Lord of the Mark, and I promised Aomer that my sword and his should be drawn together. Now indeed there is hope of victory, said Aomer. 
Yes. Aylmer notices and he, he sees that now finally someone is trying to get the king to go to war. And now, who but not wait. Now, 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 now. Yeah, and who but the fucking king of the of the Dunedain? Right. Like what the shit? These are like our ultimate allies. Like sweet. Yeah. If you ever needed inspiration, this yeah. is it right here. A fellow fucking king. So naturally Theoden agrees. And furthermore, he says that he will himself ride to war, given even given his old age. Isn't oh, yeah. he uh, 70 now? 71, 71. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty old. Yeah, and he decides also to put Eowyn in charge of Edoras. Yeah, a good decision. She's the She is of the House of Errol, and she's loved by all the people of Rohan. And you know who suggests it? Hama. Good man Hama. Good man Hama. God damn it. Lesser known hero. You know, Hama has become one of my new favorite characters. He's yeah. just, he, he's got the greatest judgment calls. Yeah, he's great. Coming in right at the right time. Mm-hmm. So Theoden eventually gets his sword back from Grima also, because as we, you may remember from back in the Theoden episode, Grima was uh, holding on to his sword He was for him. hoarding it in the chest. Yeah, like a little piece of shit. No, the sword is in the chest. Don't oh. hurt me. <laughs> So this is also when uh, Theoden offers Grima his option, you know, either redeem himself by riding to war or, you know, run off to Saruman. And of course, Grima, as we know, decides to split and uh, he spits at the king and he runs off to join Saruman. He, doesn't he run off with a hiss, too? Yeah, he hisses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hisses and spits, yep. Like a cobra. cobra. Like a fucking cobra. <laughs> like the snake that he is. So after this sad, stupid little scene here, uh, this is when Theoden and the boys, they have a quick meal, and then they fully muster the troops and get ready to go. They yeah. arm up, and they depart from Edoras, and they ride to Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks is I bet you can't eat a very big meal before you ride a horse. No, because you're going to be like hopping like, up and down. <laughs> it's kind of like, I wonder if like horseback riding, similar rules apply to like swimming in a pool, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Don't eat too much before. Just wait a couple hours. Just wait yeah. a couple hours. Wait for you to chill. So yeah, we're arming up and we're going from Edoras to ride to Helm's Deep. Let's get into full muster of the Rohirrim. Yeah, so when the troops are fully mustered, Aomer, trying to make amends with his new friend Gimli, offers to have him ride with him up on his horse named Firefoot. A very uh, another very cool horse name. They got yeah. a really a lot of cool really cool horse names. Yeah, they do. They know how to name horses and swords for real. Yeah, they do. But uh, the, again, Gimli once again brings up their words about Lady Galadriel. He says that one day perhaps Aomer will see Lady Galadriel with his own eyes and he will be sorry for his words or their friendship will be over. Here's a zerped. So be it, said Aomer. But until that time, pardon me. And in a token of pardon, ride with me, I beg. Gandalf will be at the head with the Lord of the Mark, but Firefoot, my horse will bear us both, if you will. I thank you indeed, said Gimli, greatly pleased. I will gladly go with you, if Legless, my comrade, may ride beside us. It shall be so, said Aomer, Legless upon my left and Aragorn upon my right, and none will dare to stand before us. Fuck no, they won't. Hell yeah. Dude, so Aragorn, Legolas, Aomer with Gimli riding in front too? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is now friends, and they're ready to kick some fucking ass together, dude. Yeah, and this is this is awesome. Yeah, and this is one of the things I really love about Aomar. Friendship is important to this dude. Really, really big. Really big. And he realizes immediately that he's upset Gimli and Legolas again by speaking shit against Galadriel. And he's, he's 
extends the olive branch right away, and he's Re- repeatedly, repeatedly, yeah. Yeah. So this friendship. is a, at least the second time now that he's uh, mentioned wanting to make up for his bad words or apologizing for it, and this isn't even the last time. He brings it up again in the future. too. Oh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he's a, he is a great friend to have. Yeah, Amber's dope, guys. I hope you all are enjoying Amber. Yeah. You know how cool he is. Friendship is magic. Is really. magic really? It really and, is. And nobody understands that like Amber. So let's get into what everyone's been waiting for. Aomer and the Battle of Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Let's get right into it. So contrary to the Peter Jackson films, Aomer is actually there fighting throughout the entire Battle of Helm's Deep. He doesn't oh, yeah. come later on. No. That's, that's Erkenbrand. Yep, that's Erkenbrand. And uh, this is an important moment for his character because this is where the friendship between Aomer and Aragorn really is solidified. It really battle. Yeah. And I'd say that's a shafted right there. Yeah, like the development there with their yeah, friendship yeah the, the friendship that's... of aragorn and aomer shafted 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 so on their way to helm's deep they encounter a weary soldier named carol carol and every time i see his name i want to say creole yeah same <laughs> it's all the same letters right he bears bad news he says that all of isengard is empty and that they've come too late with too few men yeah, he reports that the Fords of Aizen have already been overrun and that Saruman is now going full conquest on Rohan, and their forces are already scattered all over the rest or all over the Westfold, and Urkenbrand is currently MIA. He's just running around just trying to round everyone up at the moment. Yeah. But the man he the man is overjoyed to see Theoden riding with the company, and he offers him his sword, and his sword is notched. It's like broken. Yeah, he's clearly been fighting. Theoden takes it and actually has him ride with him to fill him in on all that has happened. Yeah, he's like, come with us. Tell me everything. Yeah, so this news disturbs Gandalf greatly, and the group is dismayed when Gandalf says that he now has to go do some wizard shit. Wizard shit, you guys. I gotta, gotta run off and do some wizard shit. I have no excuse but to say that I am doing wizard shit and it does not concern you. Yeah, and he says he'll be back in uh, a little while, and, and uh, not to worry. Uh, let's see what he says here in this excerpt. Ride, Theoden, he said. Ride to Helm's Deep. Do not go to the Fords of Eisen and do not tarry in the plain. I must leave you now for a while. Shadowfax must bear me now on a swift errand. Turning to Aragorn and Aomer and the men of the king's household, he cried, Keep well the Lord of the Mark until I return. Await me at Helm's Gate. Farewell. And this brings us right up to the Battle of Helm's Deep, which takes place on the night of March 3rd of that year, 3019. Yeah, the the defenders of Helm's Deep are super stoked that the king and Aomer are here to help because they thought they were all they were going to be all by themselves. Yeah, it's a real Urken morale Brandless. boost. Yeah. A real morale boost, a, you know, a real rallying cry. It's great. Yeah, they get them they tell them to get in here and prepare for a siege. And uh, yeah, Aomer gets right to it. We got a little zerb here for you about that. Quickly, Aomer set his men in readiness. The king and the men of his household were in the Hornburg, and there also were many of the Westfold men, but on the deeping wall and its tower and behind it Aomer arrayed most of the strength that he had, for here the defense seemed more doubtful if the assault were determined and a great force. The horses were led far up the deep under such guard as could be spared. Yeah, yeah. Now, we aren't going to go into the full badassery that is the Battle of Helm's Deep, but we're going to highlight the parts that pertain to Aomer. Yeah. We did talk about possibly doing just 
like covering this as an episode, like Helm's yeah, Deep. Yeah, absolutely. It's, Helm's sick. Deep is one of those major battles that if people don't already know it, mm-hmm. we've talked about it multiple times in the past. But yeah, yeah, we could also just do a whole episode on it in the future because it's, be it's a major battle. Yeah, and it's awesome. It is really awesome. <laughs> so when the assault on the gate begins, uh, Aomer and Aragorn, they spring into action together. Yeah, and thus fulfilling... Aragorn's promise that they will fight side by side together. And they gather up a group of swordsmen to go fight the orcs on the causeway. And uh, up on the causeway, they have battering rams. We've got a excerpt here about this scene. Together, Aomer and Aragorn sprang through the door, their men close behind. The two swords flashed from the sheath as one. Guthmine, cried Aomer. Guthmine for the mark. Anduril! cried Aragorn, and a reel for the Dunedain. Charging from the side, they hurled themselves upon the wild men. And a reel rose and fell, gleaming with white fire. A shout went up from the wall in the tower. And a reel, and a reel goes to war. The blade that was broken shines again. Dismayed, the rammers let fall the trees and turned to fight. But the wall of their shields was broken as by a lightning stroke, and they were swept away, hewn down or cast over the rock into the stony stream below. Yeah, I always forget that uh, Aragorn's sword actually shines. It shines with the sun and moon. With the, shun- with the sun and moon, yeah. Yeah. The only, as far as we know here on KOT, the only blade that is not of elven make that, that glows. Does that, yeah. Narsila did that originally, and so does Anduril. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. So at one point during the battle, uh, Gimli and Aomer also solidified their friendship. Yeah, and this is what this outline is all about, guys, is solidifying friendship and that friendship is magic. Everything that I will ever write in my life (laughs) has to do with friendship is magic, you guys. Friendship is magic. Camaraderie, my friends. Yes, that's That's all we That's such a heavy just theme throughout all of Tolkien's work, especially The Lord of the Rings, is camaraderie and friendship. Yeah, it's all we have, guys. It's all we have. So this is when Gimli and Aomer, they solidify their friendship. Aomer, he's nearly taken over by a group of orcs and saved at the last by the axe of Gimli. And we got a zerped from who else but Joel about the dwarf shit. They turned and ran. At that moment, some dozen orcs that had lain motionless among the slain leapt to their feet and came silently and swiftly behind. Two flung themselves at the ground at Aomer's heels, tripping him and in a moment they were on top of him. But a small dark figure that none had observed sprang out of the shadows and gave a hoarse shout, Baruch Khazad, Khazad hai menu! An axe swung and swept back, two orc fell headless. The rest fled. Yeah, dwarf shit! Dwarf shit, beheading. So on March 4th, Aomer, he retreats with his forces into the deep. Yeah, things aren't going so well. So Aragorn and Theoden, they go on assault, ultimately a suicide charge down the causeway. Because we got Aomer and Gimli down in the deep, right? And uh, I don't know where the fuck Legolas is at this point. Probably in the deep, too. But they're defending like the, the entrance to the caves because the wall has been busted. Yep. And then Theoden and his men are going to come out of the keep and just do their suicide mission. Yeah, they're like, what else can we do at this point? The things are looking pretty dreary for them. Um, but that morning at sunrise, the one and only Erkenbrand arrives with 1,000 infantry on foot to defeat the attackers and win the battle. 
Yeah, and after the battle, Aomer um, uh, greets Theoden and, of course, Gandalf, who is also here now, with zeal. Yeah, Aomer is just absolutely thrilled to see them both. And uh, we've got an excerpt here about this scene. Welcome, Aomer, sister son, said Theoden. Now that I see you are safe, I am glad indeed. Hail, Lord of the Mark, said Aomer. The dark night has passed and the day has come again, but the day has brought strange tidings. He turned and gazed in wonder, first at the wood and then at Gandalf. Once more you come in the hour of need unlooked for, he said. Unlooked for, said Gandalf. I said that I would return and meet you here. You did not name the hour nor foretell the manner of your coming. Strange help you bring. You are mighty in wizardry, Gandalf the White. I love that Gandalf was just like, I told you I'd be here. What the fuck? In regular Gandalf fashion. He's like, I'm not sure what you mean. I totally told you. Yeah, he's such a stoner, dude. Like, he's like, I told you. I told you I'd be there, man. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And then they all stand back and have a good laugh while (laughs) all the horns eat all the dead orc bodies. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ah, ah, ah. Totally normal. We should. That would be such a fun scene. They all laugh like they all got <laughs> shoulders on hands. They're all laughing like you can just hear bones crunching in the background. <laughs> the, yeah, just <laughs> just terrifying. <Orcs> just <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. But again, no rest for the weary. No rest. So when the battle is all finished, Gandalf suggests that the king ride to Isengard now <laughs> to confront that butthole Saruman for doing all this in the first place. Yeah, and Aomer, of course, goes and rides with the king and Aragorn and Gandalf to Isengard for this meeting. And on the way there, there are a few strange things that happen to them. Yeah, they see a group of three ants, which we had the excerpt in the last episode about the three ants. That yeah, was fun. go check that out. Go check that out. Yeah, and that was a first for most of them, just seeing ants in general. Yeah, and they also reach the Fords of Isen and see that they almost run dry. We got a little zerped about uh, the Fords of Isen. The riders looked down upon the crossings, and it seemed strange to them, for the fords had ever been a place full of the rush and clatter of water upon stones. But now they were silent. The beds of the stream were almost dry, a bare waste of shingles and gray sand. This has become a dreary place, said Aomer. What sickness has befallen the river? Many fair things Saruman has destroyed. Has he devoured the springs of Isen too? So it would seem, said Gandalf. Yeah, and as they uh, are passing the fords, Gandalf also shows Aomer the memorial raised to the men who fell fighting at the fords. This is one of the things that Gandalf was doing while he was gone. He was directing this to be built. Yeah, when he went and did his wizard shit. Yeah, this was part of wizard shit. He was getting a lot of things done. Yeah, check out this excerpt here. Look, said Gandalf, friends have labored here. And then they saw that in the midst of the Eot, a mound was piled ringed with stones and set about with many spears. Here let them rest, said Aomer, and when their spears have rotted and rusted, long still may their mounds stand and guard the fords of Isen. A wonderful memorial to those that fell at the fords. Yeah. But that night as they camp, another strange thing happens. They see steam, what they call steams, rising from the direction of Isengard. Yeah, like big clouds. Yeah. We got a little zerped about this strange event. What do you think of that, Gandalf? asked Aragorn. One would say that all the wizard's veil was burning. There is ever a fume above that valley in these days, said Aomer, but I have never seen aught like this before. 
These are steams rather than smokes. Saruman is brewing some devilry to greet us. Maybe he is boiling all the waters of Aizen, and that is why the rivers run dry. Yeah, so they're not really sure what's up. Yeah, and as as the viewer, we know what's going on. We know, but right? they're probably uh, mildly terrified. They're mildly terrified and in the dark about what is happening right now. And also, as they ride, they're overtaken by the Huorns. Another strange Another and strange terrifying event. This is yeah. in the middle of the night that this happens, too. Yep. And it yeah. just goes whoosh beyond them, like uh, yeah, on yeah. either side of them, just yeah. like dark figures. It's got to be terrifying. Yeah, and they're pretty fucking yeah, obviously terrifying. And also, as they camp there in the middle of the night, there is also a large, a loud rush of water, and the fords begin flowing freely again. Yeah, we've got an excerpt about this. The king and his company slept no more that night, but they saw and heard no other strange thing save one. The voice of the river beside them suddenly awoke. There was a rush of water hurrying down among the stones, and when it passed, the eisen flowed and bubbled in its bed again, as it had ever done. Yeah, so then Aomer witnessed the meeting with Saruman in Isengard, where uh, he tried to use the power of his voice to persuade Theoden into being allies again. This was an interesting scene. Yeah, I love this scene. So it's such a great dialogue in this scene. Uh, this We covered this scene in last week's episode as well. Mm-hmm. This is more what happens to Aomer at the time. But the Theoden shit is so great. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, absolutely. Theoden doesn't answer any of Saruman's questions at first when Saruman asks him if they'll have peace. You know, the whole peace yeah, dialogue. peace dialogue. But Aomer actually breaks the silence. He's the one that's like, please answer this asshole and tell him to fuck himself. And this is the excerpt of him saying that. Still, Theoden did not answer. Whether he strove with anger or doubt, none could say. Aomer spoke. Lord, hear me, he said. Now we feel the peril that we were warned of. Have we ridden forth to victory only to stand at last amazed by an old liar with honey on his forked tongue? So would the trapped wolf speak to the hounds if he could? What aid can he give to you, forsooth? All he desires is to escape from his plight. But will you parley with this dealer in treachery and murder? Remember Theodred at the fords, and the grave of Hama in Helm's Deep. Yeah, like, dude, let's not let this guy get to us at this point here. You know? Yeah, no, Aylmer breaks down. He's like, dude, remember your yeah. dead son? Yeah, exactly, and Hama, dude. good man Hama, they hewed his body even in front of the Hornburg. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, Saruman has some choice words for Aylmer as well. And here is an excerpt about his words. If we speak of poison tongues, what shall we say of yours, young serpent? Said Saruman, and the flash of his anger was now plain to see. But come, Aomer, Aomer's son, he went on in his soft voice again. To every man his part, valor in arms is yours, and you win high honor thereby. Slay who your lord names his enemies, and be content. Meddle not in policies which you do not understand, but maybe, if you become king, you will find that he must choose his friendships with care. The friendship of Saruman and the power of Orthanc cannot be lightly thrown aside. Whatever grievance, real or fancied, may lie between. You have won a battle, but not a war, and that with help on which you could not count again. You may find the shadow of the wood at your own door next. It is wayward, 
and senseless and has no love for men. He's taking a shot at the fucking trees there. Yeah, taking a shot at the trees. Also, I just love how uh, Aomer is really the first one here to get Saruman to like react. Yeah, he makes him angry first. He's, he's yeah. the first person to get him yep. react to clearly react angrily to start yep. to break down his facade a little bit. Yep, yep. Yeah, but also, luckily, even though Théoden was silent at the time, we know he was not fooled, and he harshly declined Saruman's offer. Oh yeah, when you hang from a gibbet for the sport of your own crows, the sport of your own crows, then we shall have peace. Gibbets and crows. Gibbets and crows. Uh, <laughs> Gandalf then takes action and uh, he destroys Saruman's staff. Yeah, he literally blows it to pieces on his hand, and like the the head of the staff comes toppling down the stairs to his yep. feet. It's really cool. After their encounter with Saruman, Eomer rode with Theoden and the company to Dunharrow, where the Rohirrim were mustering yet again for war. More war. More war. More war. What is it good for? So while riding to Dunharrow, this is when Aomer greets a man who is the leader of a band of riders. Yeah, strange riders are these. But these guys are, of course, our friends from the north, the Dunedain fucking rangers. This is when they come across the Grey Company. Yeah, that's what they call them, the Grey Company. And here's an excerpt. Rohan? Rohan, did you say? That is a glad word. We seek that land in haste from long afar. You have found it, said Aomer. When you crossed the fords yonder, you entered it. But it is the realm of Theoden the king. None ride here save by his leave. Who are you, and what is your haste? Halbarad, Dunedain, ranger of the north I am, cried the man. We seek one Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and we heard he was in Rohan. Yeah, and Rohan, uh, uh, Aragorn's ecstatic, ecstatic to meet these guys. Yeah, he's Aragorn steps forward and he's like, oh my god. Yeah, this is the coolest shit that could ever happen. The Dunedain are here. But yeah. they're, they're kind of here for a shitty reason, though. Yeah, it kind of sucks that they have to be here, but still, you know, good company. We got yeah. an excerpt here about this. Alas, Aragorn, my friend, said Aomer, I had hoped that we should ride to war together. But if you seek the past of the dead, then our parting has come. And it is likely that we shall ever meet again under the sun. That road I will take nonetheless, said Aragorn. But I say to you, Aemur, that in battle we may yet meet again, though all the host of Mordor should stand between. Yeah, Aemur was seriously worried that Aragorn might die while taking the paths of the dead. Straight up. But he still nonetheless kept faith that uh, this would not be the way his friend was going to die, and this wouldn't be his fate. No, Aragorn would never go out that way. He's a good friend. He had faith in his friend Aragorn. Yeah, because friendship is magic. Friendship is magic, guys. So while at Dunharrow, this is where Aomer was also reunited with his sister Eowyn and Mary Brandybuck. It's a little fun little reuniting at Dunharrow here. Yeah. But on March 9th, Hirgon, a messenger from Gondor, arrives with the red friggin' arrow. Yeah, that famous symbol of the alliance of Rohan and Gondor. And Gondor calls for aid! Gondor calls for aid! I guess in the movies they did the beacons, but uh, here was the arrow. Yeah. Uh, King Theoden decides to answer the call of war, and we got a zerped here. Then call the heralds, Aomer, said Theoden. Let the riders be marshaled. Aomer went out, and presently the trumpets rang in the hold and were answered by many others from below, but the voices no longer sounded clear and brave as they had seemed to Mary the night before. Yeah, uh, and on March 10th, Theoden asks Aomer to muster all the riders that they have gathered so far, and that's about 6,000 riders, 
and they set out for Minas Tirith. Yeah, that's a hell of a ride. And uh, the massive AORA of riders, they rode right on by the Druidan Forest, and this is where they met the native people known as the uh, Woses. The Woses, yeah. And their chieftain, of course, is uh, shafted Hanbury Han. Hanbury Han. We love Hanbury. We do. We stand him. And we agreed, uh, he agrees to lead the Rohirrim on a secret road to Minas Tirith, the, the Stonewayne Valley Road, right? Yeah, and this was essential so that they could avoid a, uh, more or less an ambush that was on their road ahead. Yeah. I love how the Numenorians were so cool that they built shit that, like, the Gondorians have now forgot about. Yeah, that's how long ago this shit was. There was yeah. a, there's so much history. So the Rohirrim eventually reach Gondor on March 15th. And just before they reach the Pelennor, scouts come up to inform them that they have found the body of a messenger bearing the red arrow. Yeah, they couldn't tell if this is Hirgon because his head was hewn off. But this uh, tells Theoden that Gondor has no idea they are coming. Yeah, he never. the messenger never made it back to Gondor to let them know that, yes, the Rohirrim agreed to come. Yeah. So now they have no idea. Gondor thinks that they're all on their own. Little do they know. Little do they know. At dawn, the Brohirim reach Pelennor Fields, and they charge the enemy ranks. Eomer led the first Aorid, but slew, and he slew many foes. Yeah, he just, just killing came, them. He just came in hot. Here's a quick, uh, quick zert. Eomer, my son, you lead the first Aorid, said Theoden, and it shall go behind the king's banner in the center. It's happening. Yeah, Theod- uh, Aramur's riding, riding shotgun with fucking Theoden. Right with the king. Right in the thick of it. So the ride of the Rohirrim is not only glorious, but also absolutely devastating to their enemies. Unth- unfortunately, King Theoden is soon mortally wounded by the Witch King. Yeah, as we know, that terrible that terrible confrontation. And King Theoden's last request was that Aomer now be named king of Rohan. Yeah, we had a good excerpt in the Theoden episode about that. Again, these guys, are, these are kind of sister episodes, guys. They are. They are really sister episodes. And uh, just the whole scene with Aomer and Theoden is, is really sad. And it's, it's almost more tragic because Theoden never finds out that he was saved by, by Eowyn. No, never knew it. Never knew that she was so nearby. But uh, at this scene here with uh, King Theoden, Aomer recites some verses and then addresses his men. But then, as he looks and he's looking through the slain and he's remembering their names, he beholds something horrible. The lifeless body of his sister Eowyn lay upon the ground. Yeah, and this is when Aomer absolutely loses his shit. Yeah, and he literally starts the death chant, if you remember that from the movie. Mm -hmm. And then he blazes across the battlefield, absolutely going berserk. And here is what he says right before he does that. We got an excerpt here. Mourn not over much. Mighty was the fallen. Met was his ending. When his mound is raised, women then shall weep. War now calls us. Yet he himself wept as he spoke. Let his knights remain here, he said, and bear his body in honor from the field, lest the battle ride over it. Yea, and all these other of the king's men that lie here. And he looked at the slain, recalling their names. Then, suddenly, he beheld his sister Eowyn as she lay, and he knew her. He stood a moment as a man who is pierced in the midst of a cry by an arrow through the heart, and then his face went deathly white, and a cold fury rose in him, so that all speech failed him for a while. A fey mood took him. Eowyn! Eowyn! 
he cried at last. Eowyn, how come you here? What madness or devilry is this? Death! 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 Death take us all! Then without taking counsel or waiting for the approach of the men of the city, he spurred headlong back to the front of the great host and blew a horn and cried aloud for the onset. Over the field rang his clear voice calling, Death! Ride! Ride to ruin in the world's ending! Yeah, that was berserker mode right there. Yeah, he he lost it. Yeah, it's such a it's a it's a moving scene because it's like the love of. Could you imagine that you like you don't you don't um mm-hmm. think you're gonna see somebody there and then they're like dead. You yeah, know, like his loved ones here they're dead on the battlefield. Yeah, and some of you may have noticed uh, a few lines of that quote uh, were actually given to Theoden in the movie. Theoden in the film, yeah, yeah. the death chant and uh, the ride to ruin in the world's ending. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so unfortunately it seemed to the Rohirrim that the enemy was bound to win the Battle of Pelennor Fields at this point. Sauron's forces were massive and included trolls, orcs, Easterlings, and Haradrim. Yeah, just devastating, and they were getting they were getting pretty well hurt. But uh, however, at this moment, Aomer spotted the Corsairs sailing up the river Anduin. Yeah, and this is when he really uh, comes out of his, uh, his, his, his berserker mode here for a second. He regroups himself and he prepares to make a last stand. He uh, gathers his men and puts the banner of Theoden upon a green little hill thing. And he reverts. He cites more verses. Yeah, he thinks uh, this is about to really be the end now. Uh, we have an excerpt here. Out of doubt, out of dark, to the day's rising, I came singing in the sun, sword unsheathing, to hope's end I rode, and to hearts breaking, now for wrath. Now for ruin and a red nightfall. And that was the opening excerpt. Yeah. So the dark flags that had been the on Corsair ships. That yeah. had been on the Corsair ships, he realizes at this point have actually been replaced with the banners of Elendil. Yeah, not just the flag of Gondor either. It specifically goes out and says it's got the seven stars for mm-hmm. Elendil. That's something that people haven't seen in that area for a long time. And it's made by uh, for Aragorn by Arwen, of course. He uh, Halberad brought it with him. Yeah, and this ultimately shows Aomer that the Corsairs have actually already been defeated. Yeah, sure as shit. Sure enough, Aragorn and the Grey Company emerged from the ships and they slew orcs as they went. Yeah, the tides of the battle begin to turn finally in the favor of Gondor and Rohan. We got a sweet, sweet excerpt here for you. For once more, lust of battle was on him and he was still unscathed and he was young and he was king, the lord of a fell people, and lo, Even as he laughed at the despair, he looked out again on the black ships, and he lifted up his sword to defy them. And then wonder took him, and a great joy, and he cast his sword up in the sunlight, and sang as he caught it, and all eyes followed his gaze, and behold, upon the foremost ship a great standard broke, and the winds displayed it as she turned towards Harland. There flowed a white tree, and that was for Gondor, but seven stars were about it, and a high crown above it, and the sign of Elendil that no lord had borne for years beyond count. And the stars flamed in the sunlight, for they were wrought of gems by Arwen, daughter of Elrond, and the crown was brought in the morning, for it was wrought of mithril and gold. 
Sounds like a gorgeous scene. Yeah, that scene is amazing. I love it so much. Like just throwing up the sword and catching it. Yeah, and singing as you catch it. Doesn't uh, Errol the Young do that at the at the when he wears his oath? Doesn't he throw a sword up and catch it? Oh yeah, you're right. I never realized that. Yeah, it must be a Rohirrim thing. Yeah, that, I wonder if that was sort of uh, an a nod to that moment. Yeah. Yeah, so Aomer and Aragorn are overjoyed to see one another as Aomer tosses his sword and he sings. And together, they unite the free peoples under a banner. And now the battle is won. And we have an excerpt here. So at length, Aomer and Aragorn met in the midst of battle. And they leaned on their swords and looked on one another and were glad. Thus we meet again, though all the hosts of Mordor lay between us, said Aragorn. Did I not say so at the Hornburg? So you spoke, said Aomer, but hope oft deceives, and I knew not then that you were a man foresighted, for twice blessed is help unlooked for, and never was a meeting of friends more joyful, and they clasped hand in hand, nor indeed more timely, said Aomer. You come none too soon, my friend. Much loss and sorrow has befallen us. Then let us avenge it ere we speak of it, said Aragorn, and they rode back to the battle together. Yeah, what a meeting. What an epic meeting of friends. It's like that meme with the two muscly fucking arms, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, <laughs> let's fucking do bro. this, bro. You know, this meeting uh, reminds me a little bit of the meeting of Huor and oh yeah when who were in Tur- uh, turgon and, and turgon and and also um his brother fingon also meet who, yeah and all four of them meet in the battle of uh unnumbered tears, unnumbered tears yeah mm-hmm. it's a cool little moment where it's like hey friend never thought i'd see you again yeah they meet in the midst of terrible circumstances <laughs> yeah on the battlefield when you need your bestest friend beside you yeah yeah very cool very cool. And that so ends the Battle of uh, Pelennor Fields. Yeah. The uh, day has been won. One of the most intense battles Which of may- the Third Age. Maybe we should do an episode about that one, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some some Houses of Healing action. Yeah. So as men were bringing bodies to be buried, Emmerhill noticed that the body of a woman, namely a woman named Eowyn, was in fact not dead. And he ordered her to be brought to the Houses of Healing. God, I always feel so bad for Eowyn that she never got like she, I feel like she even, just got left out on the, yeah. on the fucking battlefield. <laughs> they didn't even realize she wasn't dead. Didn't even realize she was there. Yeah, I love uh, when uh, Emmerhill is like, "Are there no leeches among you?" Like, yeah, you couldn't tell she wasn't dead. Emmer, <laughs> on the other hand, had no idea that Eowyn was alive, and he sought for her body among the slain. How traumatizing! Yeah, how scary. We got an excerpt about that. But Eomer said. Where is the Lady Eowyn, my sister? For surely she should be lying beside the king, and in no less honor. Where have they bestowed her? And Imrahil said, But the Lady Eowyn was yet living when they bore her hither. Did you not know? Then hope unlooked for came so suddenly to Eomer's heart, and with it the bite of care and fear renewed, that he said no more, but turned and went swiftly from the hall, and the prince followed him. Yeah, he's everything, Aomer. He's a friend, he's a brother, he's a sinner, he's a saint. Imagine that emotion, that surge yeah. of emotion. You go from mourning and kind of pissed off that maybe they're disrespecting your dead sister's body to, yeah. oh, she's alive. She's alive and she's somewhere that she needs you. Yeah, you know? but she's struggling. Yeah, that that's a lot of intense emotions to work through. Yeah. 
Aragorn, he secretly enters the city and he went to the Houses of Healing because he's a skilled healer. Yeah, and his healing skills were needed. And he uh, used some crushed ethylas leaves in some warm water and created like a steaming ethylas vapor. And he uh, bathed uh, the injured, including Eowyn. He bathed her face and arms in this. This is something that is specifically supposed to help with like the black breath, right? Mm-hmm. Aragorn uh, asked Amor to call his sister's name because uh, Aragorn perceived that she loved him dearly and would answer his call. Yeah, Aragorn knew how much she cared for for Aomer. And uh, Eowyn luckily awoke to his call, and the first thing that she sees is her brother Aomer's face. And Aomer smiled at her with pleasure, and we have an excerpt about this scene here. Awake, Eowyn, Lady of Rohan, said Aragorn again, and he took her right hand in his and felt it warm with life returning. Awake, the shadow is gone and all darkness is washed clean. Then he laid her hand in Aomer's and stepped away. Call her, he said, and he passed silently from the chamber. Eowyn, Eowyn, cried Aomer amidst his tears. But she opened her eyes and said, Aomer, what joy is this? For they said you were slain. Nay, but that was only the dark voices in my dream. How long have I been dreaming? Not long, my sister, said Aomer, but think no more on it. Now he's a caretaker, too. Yeah, exactly. What a good guy. Just all around. Aomer's the shit, y'all. So Eowyn requested that Aomer, being the king of Rohan, also go ahead and name Mary Brandybuck a knight of Rohan. Yeah. She's like, you know, he did some uh, pretty amazing shit, helping take down the Witch King and whatnot. Oh, all that shit. Yeah, that's what you're referring to? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I, I yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. On March 16th, Aomer went to the last debate outside of Minas Tirith in a tent, which he, uh, where the Western commanders decide uh, to march on the Black Gate. Yeah, this is essentially where they finally decide to go on like their suicide mission because they're like, "What's left? What do we do? <laughs> What's left?" Yeah, and Gandalf is like, "Suicide mission," and they're all like, oh. "I can't think of a better idea." All right. Yeah, so they did not expect to defeat Sauron in battle, but rather their purpose was to distract his attention from Frodo trying to destroy the One Ring and Mount Doom, as I'm sure some of you may know a little bit about. Um, Aomer had uh, a little to say during the debate, which is funny because you know, he's like... He's usually a pretty outspoken guy. Yeah, and he doesn't say much in this time. He only knows that he will roll with his new homies till the bitter end, whatever that may be. And we have an excerpt here for you. As for myself, said Aomer, I have little knowledge of these deep matters, but I need it not. This I know. And it is enough that as my friend Aer Aragorn succored me and my people, so I will aid him when he calls. I will go. Just like that. that Just fucking like that's that. That's it. That's it. That's all I needed. I don't need to know anything about wizards and Sauron and rings and hobbits. And, and history. And, and all this bullshit. I, need, I know that my friend needs my fucking help and I'm going with him. Yep. That's our guy right there. That's Aomer. Just in a nutshell. In a nutshell. And on March 18th, this is when the Western armies set out on their suicide mission for the Black Gates, led by Aragorn. Yeah. They arrive at the Black Gate on March 25th. Yeah, and as we know, this is when the Battle of the Black Gate breaks out. Yeah. However, as we also know, the One Ring is luckily destroyed right at this time, and Sauron is defeated. Yeah, March 25th, Freedom Day. The last of the Dark Lords is defeated. 
so April 8th, Aomer attends uh, the ceremony for the victory at the Fields of Cormallon. This is such a cool chapter. That's where they keep saying, praise him with great praise. Praise him with great praise. Yeah, so the, on May 1st, this is when Aragorn, this is when he goes and witnesses the coronation of Aragorn, the new High King of the Reunited Kingdom of Gondor and Arnor. We've got a beautiful excerpt here. And last of all, Aragorn greeted Aomer of Rohan, and they embraced, and Aragorn said, Between us there can be no word of giving or taking, nor of reward, for we are brethren. In happy hour did Errol ride from the north, and never had any league of people been more blessed, so that neither has ever failed the other, nor shall ever fail. Now, as you know, we have laid Theoden the Renowned in a tomb in the hollows, and there he shall lie forever among the kings of Gondor, if you will. Or, if you desire, we will come to Rohan and bring him back to the to rest with his own people. And Aomer answered, Since the day when you rose before me out of the green grass of the downs, I have loved you, and that love shall not fail. But now I must depart for a while to my own realm, where there is much to heal and set in order. But as for the fallen, when all is made ready, we will return for him. But here let him sleep a while. Yeah, give the poor man some rest, even in death. Give, yeah. him, a, give him a little time. No, I love that. Just like first, uh, ever since I saw you in in the grass. Yeah, ever since yeah. you rose out of the yeah. grass. I, I knew we were going to be you. homies, yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah, from that moment we would be homies like, for oh, life. shit, who's this guy? Yeah. We're going to be homies. We're going to be homies for life. So on May 8th, this is when Aomer and his sister Eowyn return to Edoras. And in that same year, on July 18th, this is when Aomer returns to Minas Tirith to retrieve Theoden's body to bring him home amongst his people. Yeah, this is also when Aragorn meets Galadriel and Arwen. When Aomer meets. Oh, I'm sorry. To, what did I say? Aragorn. Wow. No, he's <laughs> met, he met them a while ago. A while ago. Aomer has also, at this time, met Galadriel and Arwen. Yeah, and after this uh, meeting, this is when Aomer promptly apologizes to Gimli for speaking ill of Galadriel. See? He brought it up again. He brought it up again. He he's wanted to, he really wanted to hammer this. He wanted to bury this fucking hatchet. He's a real homie. Yeah, and he does it in a kind of like funny way too, which is like he a, does, a he, real homie he's thing. He's got too. he's got a sense of humor. Yeah. We got an excerpt here about this uh this humorous stuff. In 3 days as the king had said, Aomer of Rohan came riding to the city and with him an Aored of the fairest knights of the mark. He was welcomed, and when they sat all at the table in Marathrond, the great hall of feasts, he beheld the beauty of the ladies that he saw, and was filled with great wonder. And before he went to his rest, he sent for Gimli the dwarf, and he said to him, Gimli, Gloin's son, have you your axe ready? Nay, lord, said Gimli, but I can fetch it if there be need. You shall judge, said Aomer. For there are certain rash words concerning the Lady of the Golden Wood that lie still between us, and now I have seen her with my eyes. Well, Lord, said Gimli, and what say you now? Alas, said Aomer, I will not say that she is the fairest lady that lives. Then I must go for my axe, said Gimli. But first I will plead this excuse, said Aomer. Had I seen her in other company, I would have said all that you could wish. But now I will put Queen Arrow and Evenstar first, and I am ready to do battle on my own part with any who deny me. 
Shall I call for my sword? Then Gimli bowed low. Nay, you are excused for my part, lord, he said. You have chosen the evening, but my love is given to the morning, and my heart forebodes that soon it will pass away forever. Yeah, that's some friend shit. It's really funny. I love that. They're kind of like, yeah, just like we ma- we buried the hatchet, and now we're homies. Like, there's nothing that st- lies between us being homies now. Yeah, that's this. That whole thing was basically Tolkien's version of like friendly banter. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Which I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that whole thing. Same. On July twenty second, Theoden's body was escorted from Gondor to Rohan. Yeah, and uh, during Theoden's funeral feast on August tenth, this is when Eomer announces that his sister Eowyn will be marrying Faramir, steward of Gondor. And here's an excerpt about this here. At last, when the feast drew to an end, Eomer rose and said, Now this is the funeral feast of Theoden King, but I will speak ere we go of tidings of joy, for he would not grudge that I should do so, since he was ever a father to Eowyn, my sister. Here then all my guests, fair folk of many realms, such have never before been gathered in this hall. Faramir, steward of Gondor and prince of Athelion, asked that Eowyn, lady of Rohan, should be his wife, and she grants it full willing. Therefore, they shall be troth plighted before you all. And Faramir and Eowyn stood forth and set hand in hand, and all there drank to them and were glad. Thus, said Eomer, is the friendship of the Mark and of Gondor bound with a new bond, and the more do I rejoice. Beautiful. At least we're ending on a positive note, right? Yeah, and it's like homies, we're so much more homies now. You know what I mean? Like, we're literally brothers now, you know? Literally family now. Yeah, we're literally family now. Lots of good things happening. So, Aemer uh, now also bids farewell to Mary and honors the Hobbit on his departure. Yeah, and we got an excerpt here for you uh, between these two characters, which is a great exchange. And Aemer said, Kings of old would have laden you with gifts that a wain could not bear for your deeds upon the field of Mundberg, and yet you will take naught, you say, but the arms that were given to you. This I suffer, for indeed I have no gift that is worthy. But my sister begs you to receive this small thing as a memorial of Durnhelm and of the horns of the mark at the coming of the morning. Yeah, this is when Eowyn gives to Mary the how, the uh, the horn of Rohan. Yeah, man, that's a pretty major gift. Yeah, this, uh, you may know, is uh, from the horde of Scaitha the Worm. Yeah, there's a lot of history behind this horn. It's pretty uh, precious yeah. to Rohan. Yeah. Yeah, so that means a lot, giving that out to Mary. Yeah, straight up. This thing's brought out of the north by Errol the Young. Yeah, so that's a, a wonderful gift and a wonderful just show of friendship and camaraderie once again there. Yeah, and if you remember, Mary puts that horn to use in the scouring of the Shire. Yeah, he does. See our episode about that. So finally, in the year 3021 of the Third Age, this is when Aomer marries Lothiriel of Gondor, and they have a son named Elfwine. And Elfwine becomes king of Rohan when Aomer dies in the fall of the year 63 of the Fourth Age. And what a life lived by Aomer Eadig, son yeah. of Aelmund. Son of Aelmund, Aomer Eadig. He yeah. has really seen some uh, crazy times. Yeah, he has, and he's he's gotten through it using what? But friendship. Friendship, the magic of friendship. The magic of friendship. 
But that pretty much wraps up the life of Aomer Aedig, my friends. Yeah, and uh, we got some final thoughts on here on Aomer here. Yeah, so ultimately, you know, rounding this all up, what do we think of Aomer? He is really just, we think he's the friend that everybody needs. Yeah, for real. He's the ultimate friend. And like, I would almost put him on standard with Sam as far as friendship goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I could see it. Yeah, he's an amazing friend to have. And he's a true friend that'll ride or die for anybody he considers homies, which I just love people like that in life. Yeah. yeah. And he's also a fantastic brother to Eowyn. Yeah. And he, I think you could argue that he was a, pretty much a brother to Theodred as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We don't get to hear much about their relationship, which is sad. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. We know that they were tight and that they loved each other, but... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he also... Eomer also never really tears Eowyn down or makes her feel less than he just because she is She's a woman, a woman yeah. in this society. Yeah. He never blames her for wanting to fight in war or no, anything. No, of all... Yeah. Of all the people that could shit on her, it's never Eomer. Yeah. If anyone he understands most of all that she'd actually be a a hell of a a warrior to have yeah. on the field. Yeah, he's a badass warrior, and he will fight for the he will fight for the things he loves and cares about. Yeah, I think that's pretty self evident. He will fight to the death. And aside from all of this, he is also a wise man. He's a wise leader for his like, especially from a group of people that aren't really known for their wisdom. Per right? Se. Yeah, the horse lords. Yeah, and like they, yeah, like he knows about the like with in the beginning, he knows about the the dream and shit like that, mm-hmm. and he puts that into context and uses it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah he doesn't need to know uh, much, but he's wise in what he right. knows. Right, he might yeah. not be book learned, but he's wise. Right. Very wise. Yeah, and guys, I really fell in love with Aomer writing this, and I hope you did too. He's he's definitely now one of my favorite characters in the Legendarium. Yeah, and I personally have definitely gained a lot of respect for Aomer after this. I learned a lot about him. In yeah. this throughout this episode cool guy and let's uh also i didn't put this in the outline but might as well do it we've been doing it recently shout out to uh carl urban the guy mm. that plays aomer carl urban he's been doing a lot of good stuff recently i'm really yeah. glad that he's he's getting a lot of recognition yeah i've loved him since ghost ship oh really yeah the That's horror film really ghost young. ship I was just uh, <laughs> real. I was watching something with him the other day where he was talking about some of his past uh, past roles. I didn't even realize he was. He goes all the way back to Xena, the Warrior, Warrior Princess. Princess. Yeah, I, that he, whole he's, he's like the bad guy on that show, and yeah. he was so young. I did yeah, it was not ridiculous. I can hardly recognize. Yeah, him all on those that show. Kiwi actors in that in that show. Yeah, yeah, he did Aomer great, man. Yeah, he really had that determination, that booming voice. Where like mm-hmm. you felt that determination. Yo, and let's not sleep on Dread. 2011 oh yeah judge dread dread yeah that movie rules if you haven't seen it guys watch dread um yeah he's great wow what a guy what a guy check out all his movies check out all his work (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's it for season five guys holy shit holy shit yeah you guys we made it through another season all thanks to all thanks to you guys really yeah and guess what we're going to return with season six this November. Yeah, November, friends. This year. So November 2022, we'll be coming back with season six. So stay tuned. Mark your calendars. Yeah. And also don't forget to check out our re- weekly reacts to the Amazon Rings of Power show, yep, which we will know. already be out by the time this episode. Yeah, we know you guys are watching. So yeah. tune in for our weekly reacts. If you, uh, you know, you're curious as to what other people may have thought about what you just watched, go pull us up. Go check yeah. it out. See what we think about See this. See what we think. Because everybody's got their ideas, but I think we'll have our ideas of our own. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's all we've got for you today, folks. Thank you for listening to KOT Podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Yeah, just go to your provider forward slash keep on Tolkien and stay up to date with all of our new episodes. And while you're there, don't forget to uh, rate us and leave us a review. If you like us. If you like us. And if you don't, move along. Move along, sir. Move along. Don't forget to check out our new merch store as well. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah. That's uh, keep-on-tolkien-podcast.tmill.com. More merch coming in the future. More merch coming in the future, guys. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media. Join the Discord. We use that all the time. Yeah. It's super fun. Server name is Keep On Tolkien Podcast, and you can find a uh, invite link in the description of this episode. So go check it out. Join us. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter as well at KOT Podcast. Um, we're always hyping the new episodes and stuff on there. If you want to, you could follow me, Danny J K O at Danny J K O T. Tweet sometimes. Yeah, go ahead and follow us on Facebook. That's Facebook.com forward slash official keep on Tolkien. And while you're there, join the KOT Talk group for and uh, you know, ask us questions and join in some discussions with other fans. Yeah, follow us uh, on Instagram at Keep On Tolkien Podcast, and uh, also we're on TikTok now. We don't have that on here. Holy shit, we uh, have, we're getting with the times, guys. Yeah, we have a TikTok. Search for us. Keep On Tolkien Podcast. Yeah, and also thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times to our patrons on Patreon. Yes, the biggest thank you. It is because of our patrons that we're even back on the air currently. Yes. Uh, this is this podcast still comes out of pocket, but the our uh, donations from our patrons really help subsidize the cost so, so much. It, it really helps us keep this going. Yeah. And uh, that's just a, a donation to help us uh, bring you great content at the same level of quality. And subscribing can also unlock some exclusive content, which we're hoping to add to soon. Yes, um, more content more coming. More content. It's been a while, but like uh, Joel's getting into sound editing now, so we might, oh, yeah. we might oh. be able to do some more. Oh, we're on this. We're on <laughs> it. Um, but yes, and also you can uh, you can cancel your subscription at any time and set your own uh, value. That's what Patreon's good for. But if that's not really your speed and you're looking for a one-time donation, that's cool too. Absolutely. Um, shoot us an email or a message on social media and we will make it happen. We have PayPal and all kinds of things. Yeah, one-time donations are absolutely accepted. We just appreciate anything so much. Thank yeah, you. Thank so you all. so much. But that's all we've got today, folks. I am Danny J. And I am Joel N. And we are Keep, Keep on, on Talking. Always. And Tuluba.